Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus all right, make sure you do download, subscribe to the Blue Horseshoe Pod, because as you can tell, we have a lot of content coming your way here. We will give you, uh, obviously, some instant reaction whenever the head coach uh, is named. We are one week away, George, just as a reminder here, uh, for our deadline of February 1st, or really January 31st, of a head coach getting named. So the Colts are starting to push a little bit. We do have some time here before uh, that deadline is is met in terms of, well, at least we think uh, head coach will be named. But Obviously, we'll keep you updated as the uh, search does continue. All right, George. So another interesting thought here this offseason is this. We've been talking a lot already about draft talk, quarterbacks, who do we like, what's the rankings? Well, what about if the Colts don't want to draft a quarterback? Because there are two names that should be on the market this offseason if the Colts wanted to cash their chips in, especially pick number four. I think these two teams, I think, would answer the phone if Chris Ballard makes a call. And that is. Lamar Jackson, and that is Aaron Rodgers. Let's start with, I guess we'll say the more unrealistic one, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron, uh, Adam Schefter had a report on Tuesday saying that the the Packers will explore a trade for Aaron Rodgers. They will not uh, trade him to any NFC team, only exclusively AFC teams will they be taking calls and maybe seeing you know what kind of trade could work out. So obviously, Colts beat in the AFC, that puts them in the mix here, George. Aaron Rodgers, if Brian Gutekunst, GM of the Packers, calls you, and you are now Chris Ballard, I'm looking at you, hello, Chris, would you answer the call? And are you, are you, how far are you getting him when it comes to Aaron Rodgers' trade discussions, including the number four overall pick? I, I'm not putting the number four overall pick on the table, uh, just because I, I'm not trading the number four overall pick for one or two years of a quarterback. I'm leery about really even, even making the move. Um, we, we've seen the Colts go down this road how many times now four four in a row um yeah. and and it's just not 
I, I don't think you want to keep doing that. Um, and also, when when you look at Rodgers, he's going to need to win right away. I mean, there's no question about that. He's not coming in as a rebuild. It's not a three-year project. It's not a five-year project. It's maybe a two-year project if you're really optimistic. This team isn't that close anymore. You know, I think the last few off-seasons, I probably would have had a totally different answer here uh, because I think there was a feeling there of the windows open and, and you can go and, and, and attack it right now. I don't feel that way. I don't honestly know why there's there's a great reason to believe, if any reason to believe, things would go any better for him in Indianapolis next year than than they went in Green Bay this year. When you look at, you know, Green Bay's defense is probably comparable to to Indy overall. I don't think they played at their level, you know, all year where where they wanted to. But the talent level is, is pretty similar. I, I don't think it's, you know, there's not a wide gap there. Uh, you could receiving cores are, are pretty similar. I mean, Jonathan Taylor is the one obvious edge that, that the Colts have here uh, in the division. And, you know, I think that's the thing. No disrespect to Jacksonville, who, who rightly is now the king of this division, but you're talking about a team that was nine and eight. Um, they're not invincible. They're not, you're not, you're not as worried about them as you are Kansas city or Buffalo or Cincinnati. At this point, you look at the other three divisions. So that that angle maybe, but I just don't Aaron Rodgers to me is the kind of move you make when you feel like you're a quarterback away and the Colts can't be making those moves anymore. And this was, I think you're right. 2020 different discussion. Maybe, maybe I think this, I think we've seen at least maybe this would have been, you know, a, a little bit of an oversight 2021. Okay. But like I said, at this point, George, with how this year has played out with seeing the holes outside of quarterback, not to mention Aaron Rodgers is due $60 million this season. So again, if you want to bring Aaron Rodgers in with all the holes that we kind of talked about outside of quarterback for the Colts this year, you're not doing much, you know, to improve around him. Like I said, the receiving core, he, you know, we hear him complain to basically every week about the, the inexperience and the frustration with his receiving core. How is it much different than Indy? So I don't think he'll be a, a happy camper. I mean, he can do, I guess, Pat McAfee show in studio. So I guess there, there's something for him. Uh, but outside of that, I'm with you. Like the Colts, Forget it just from Aaron Rodgers' perspective, wanting to come in Indy. I think the coach would say thanks, but no thanks. Again, they are not in a window where two years they can legitimately say, oh, yeah, we could compete with the Chiefs and with the Bengals right now. No. And not to mention, like, I think we call for what it is, George. Aaron Rodgers is a guy that I would say has underachieved throughout his entire career when in terms of you look at the talent and you look at the postseason results. Not all of it's on his uh, on him. I mean, I've seen recently, you know, biggest moments, big spots here. He does come up small. So it's not, I don't think the, the worth the gamble with where the Colts are right now. We, we talked about they're not a, a year or two away for sure. And again, with all the money that he's owed and the draft picks that you're going to have to probably give up to get him as well. It's just, like I said, I don't think it's a smart investment whatsoever. That should be a team that the Colts, I don't think they'll, they're not going to be in the rumors, but you know, it's always fun to talk about. That should be a team that's nowhere near any of these trade discussions, like I said, especially with pick number four as well for what would be, again, another band-aid for a year or two at quarterback. All right. So Aaron Rodgers, we're both out on. What about a younger quarterback that would not be abandoned, that seemingly would be here for the long haul? That's Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson. You had last week the Ravens do their end-of-the-year press conference and gush about how much they love Lamar, how much they want him there, but their actions say different. Right? They have not really been close reportedly to any sort of contract extension. We don't know really what Lamar wants, but it's seemingly the Ravens and Lamar are very far off in terms of contract extension. So with him being on, on – now it could be franchise tag. Let's just say he's definitely, I think, going to be in the market for a trade. You're Chris Ballard for Lamar Jackson, who's already won an MVP. 
who is a lot younger than Aaron Rodgers, do you explore that trade? That one I'm much more interested in. I mean, for obvious reasons uh, that you just mentioned, he's younger. Um, he's already won an MVP. I think a lot of people feel like he can can carry a team to a Super Bowl. Hasn't done it yet, but I think the the, the belief is out there for a lot of folks that, that he's that kind of quarterback. Now, my questions with him, there, there's two big things I'd want to know. Medical, obviously, is, is right at the top of the list. Um, certainly, this is not a franchise that, that's going to overlook quarterback injuries. I think that's <laughs> pretty safe to say. Um, and, and I think they're going to want to feel like everything's sound and, and that, you know, moving forward. And the other side of that to me is the coaching staff. You know, it, it's hard for me to talk about any quarterback right now when we have no idea who the head coach is. We have no idea who the offense coordinator is. We have no idea who the quarterback's coach is. Dane Brugler was on last week. If you missed that one, go back and, and, and pick that up for sure. Uh, great conversation with, with the athletic draft expert. You know, and he mentioned quarterbacks are not independent. You know, I think there's one of the big takeaways in there. Um, they need schemes and, and systems and, and teammates that, that, that help them, all of them. You know, certainly all of them in this draft. And I think Lamar's one of those guys. You obviously can't bring him in here and, and run a traditional drop back offense. That's not going to work. Um, you know, you, you have to have some creativity from from whoever the head coach is, whoever the play caller is uh, to, to unlock his full potential. So those two things, I think, would would have to be answered first. If those are answered to my liking, I feel good on his health and I feel like I've got coaches in place who are going to maximize him and, and be creative and maybe, you know, unlock that downfield portion uh, of the offense. I think Greg Roman's kind of taking the fall for that right now. Uh, but you've got to see, you know, who really is at fault and can you get that going? Because I think if, if if he adds that to the arsenal, that's when he becomes that Super Bowl quarterback. We already know lightning quick. He's going to run for 100 yards on, on any given week. You you pair a quarterback like that with just Jonathan Taylor could be unfair for run defenses. If you can add that deep ball element, if you could consistently say, get the ball to Michael Pittman downfield for big plays. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. That, you know, again, I have to feel like I have an offense coordinator in place, a head coach in place who can make that happen. Um, then I would be all about it. You know, those those are my issues with it. I think if you, if you can answer those things satisfactorily to me, that his health is okay, that we've got the right coaches in place, and that that deep ball is something that can happen, then I would make the move. I'm out of Lamar Jackson. It sounds kind of stupid, to be honest, and I understand. Like when you look at the the odds of a draft pick hitting, like it's very, like you mean like you have basically a bird in the hand versus two in the bush. And I get right now Lamar's the bird in the hand who's won an MVP. We've seen you know we have five years of. Uh, evidence of how great he can be and there's no whatever even for if they get Bryce Young right for how high we me and you are on Bryce Young there's no guarantee the guy could be the, you know the next Jamarcus Russell for you know and just be a, a total bust out of league in three years so it's a massive risk for the Colts to pass up on a known commodity in Lamar Jackson to again take a gamble on whatever quarterback that they do end up getting in the draft there are three reasons that you kind of highlighted them for 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 me why I'm out on Lamar number one is health like you did mention look obviously the history of Andrew Luck is there that they you know for sure and know very well unfortunately everyone does how you know catastrophic quarterback injuries can be and now we've seen Lamar Jackson now nothing you know as serious as Andrew Luck's shoulder injury but two years in a row now he has missed the biggest games of the season 
Last year, the Ravens missed the playoffs because Lamar missed, it was, I think, the final four or five games of the year. This year, misses, I think, it was what, the last six games of the year. Uh, they make the playoffs, but they, you know, put up a good fight, but it's Tyler Huntley against the Bengals, and maybe they win that game. They probably win that game, honestly, if Lamar is healthy and playing in that one. So their season ends both times because Lamar is unable to get in the field, which for me is concerning. And as you get older, it was only 26, but his style of play, it's not like he's going to get healthier as he goes. So to me, that's concerning, number one. Number two, um, like you mentioned too, he runs a certain specific system. Now, maybe you don't have to have it as run dominant as the Ravens had, and maybe you can you know, kind of go more spread RPO and have it more like a Jalen Hurts offense where there is a lot more passing than the Ra- you know, that the Eagles do with Jalen Hurts than the Ravens do with Lamar Jackson. But either way, you kind of need to know that you're getting Lamar Jackson before you hire a head coach and before you hire an offense coordinator, because you're right, you can't hire, I don't know, Raheem Morris or Dan Quinn, and they want to kind of run more of a, you know, a pro-style drop back or, you know, whatever, like take a certain system. It's just not plug and play with Lamar Jackson. He needs a specific, you know, he fits into a specific system that you kind of need to know beforehand why you're making this move of head coach, offense coordinator. And I don't think the Colts are going to be at a point where they know they're going to trade for Lamar now, and then they're going to try to angle, you know, their head coach and their offense to you know, be based upon his his skill set. That's number two why I'll be out. Number three is, it is similar to Aaron Rodgers. It's a double whammy in terms of uh, trading for him and paying him. Like, it's not one or the other where you know you, you just have to trade for him and he's you know, on a rookie deal. Or you, like you're trading up in the draft and you, you know, if you're getting a rookie quarterback, he's you know, on a cheap contract. Or you're not paying a guy that, or you're not you know, acquiring a contract and for agency, but you don't have to give up any draft picks. You are giving up, I mean, what? Well, I would guess right now you tell me from Rogers two first round picks for Lamar Jackson. Is that like, is that crazy to kind of throw out there right off the bat as like, you know, an asking price for the Ravens. So you're paying a high bounty, not to mention you're going to have to pay him big time money. I, I don't know if he's looking for a Deshaun Watson esque deal. I don't know if he's looking for like, whether it's guaranteed money, whether it's just overall money, but you're going to have to give up significant draft capital and then also pay him a significant amount of money to do that. I just don't like the personal dumb whammy. So for those three reasons, I get it's kind of crazy for a guy who just won an MVP a few years ago and is only 26 years old. And again, seemingly would be, you know, if you trade for Lamar Jackson, that's your guy. That's not a bandit. That is an actual fix for this offense and for this team going forward for, let's say, bare minimum the next five years. Just those three reasons I, I just would pass on the Colts right now with, with where they are and say thanks but no thanks. No, and I get, you know, like I said, I, I would have to have really strong answers to all those three questions. I think – you know, if we're trying to pair him with a coach, I think Shane Steichen is, is the one that makes the most sense because yes. of what you just said. You know, bring that Jalen Hurts offense and, and see how he can do in that. Uh, but the injury situation, I think, is is major. It's always going to be here. It's going to be – it's it's the number one, you know, reason to pause about Bryce Young, honestly, uh, because of the size yeah. and, and what that could lead to from injury. Uh, that's got to be at, at the top of the list. And then I think there's real merit in saying, hey, I would rather have a rookie contract for five years and, and build around him when you know there's other things that you've got to do. I think that's, you know, it's a separate conversation, one for maybe a different pod, but that's also, it's similar to the argument of should they should they trade up or should they stay where they're at? Because you want to keep, if you trade for Lamar Jackson, not only are you giving up, you know, that five-year window with, with a rookie contract, but you're you're going to be a little bit more handcuffed in, in what you can put around him. You're giving up some assets that could be used uh, to build around him. And I think that's, I think with the rookie, again, that's an easier argument to make because 
you got more time. So right. yeah, maybe next off season, you don't have your full complement, but by 2025 you do, and you still have money in, in the years before that to add in free agency. Whereas if you make a Lamar Jackson move, you don't have the money and you're missing some assets early on. I think those are, those are all really good reasons to, to, you know, pause about this. I would, like I said, you know, before I would have to have good answers to all those questions. You know, how are you going to build around him given the limitations? Can he stay healthy? Those are the two big ones. And, you know, can, will Shane Sy can come and coach him. If, if all those have good answers, then I'm in. If one of them doesn't, then I think you've got to look at, at the draft. And you got, you know, Jonathan Taylor, you know, could, you know, it could be, you know, his extension, you know, eligible. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Michael Pittman Jr. So, and we talk about Lamar and one of the things about, you know, that's always been talked about Lamar Jackson in Baltimore recently, the last two or three years, you know, wide receivers to throw to, not a lot, you know, he needs more help around him. And again, if you're the Colts, like I said right now, you, you outline basically, you know, if you want to give him a lot of money, well, they, again, we talked about the holes they have, you trade and also get Lamar a big deal. That just really hurts you in terms of building the team around you, especially in the immediate, whether it's extending Michael Pittman Jr. or getting another receiver or getting a compliment and keeping Jonathan Taylor there long-term or, or like I said, drafting, you know, a few other guys to put around Lamar Jackson. It just, it, it's tougher. It's a lot tougher when you kind of go or make that all-in move of draft picks and also paying a guy. And like I said, if he needs help, and right now the Colts are not, you know, again, quarterback away only. You do need area uh, help in other areas. It just makes it that much tougher to kind of get yourself on that same level as the elite teams in the AFC when you still have holes. Maybe you don't have as big of a hole at quarterback, but you still have holes other way where, you know, elsewhere. And the Bengals or the Chiefs would have still the advantage over you in the postseason.